Welcome to Shows Which You Know, your television podcast. Oh, and it is that time. It's that time of year, that new Stranger Things time. I am Jim Scampoli. Ah, I'm Jacob Rose, and you are all missing out. Oh my god, I did not know that was happening. I thought about that. I was like, we have a red logo, they have a red logo. If you're on the podcast, you're missing out. If you're anywhere but the Shows What You Know YouTube, you are missing out because you did not just see our own fabulous Shows What You Know fucking intro for the Stranger Things, Strangers What You Know shows. Oh, you need to go and check it out, everyone. And, of course, we also own Stranger Things thingspodcast.com which we always forget we're the stranger things podcast clearly this is this is the season we're in the season of stranger things and shows which you know i'm so happy to be back you know what you're right i always do forget that we have the we we do own stranger things podcast.com so even if you're trying to sell your friend on a on a television podcast don't even bother telling them anything else be like oh dude you got to check out stranger things podcast.com because it goes to us we should just I, I mean I'm sure I can redo our regular intro where I'm just, you know, <laughs> uh the you know, we are strangerthingspodcast.com. We'll always watch Stranger Things and I mean we would be way more popular that way. We do uh, unfortunately we like other TV shows too. They're just not, you know, they're not Stranger Things. So I guess we got to redo our format here. Luckily, as I said, it's the season to be jolly season two. So we're going to go through, uh, we're going to have three episodes on it. Each one of our episodes will be discussing three episodes of Stranger Things. Uh, it's so beautiful. It's like all these numbers add up like in some weird uh, Will, By Will, Will Byers uh, sketch on the wall here with all the numbers and the lights. Ah, uh, yes, Stranger Things. It was such a love story last year. I don't know how much you recall, but... This was really the first show we were getting into where we were like, I don't know, we were so blown away by Stranger Things. Uh, one of the first, and, and it also one of the main motivations for even starting this television discussion podcast. So, uh, yeah, as I said, great to be back. Yes, that's that's right. And as you said, um, uh, this particular episode that we're doing, we will be discussing uh, episodes one through three of Stranger Things 2. And yeah, Stranger Things was kind of one of the main drives for us to start this show uh in the so the summer of 16 who could forget? Mm. um and yeah well also of note we'll be spoiler free at this point we'll let you know once we get into spoilers we're going to talk yeah. some basic thoughts first and on that i would like to talk about yes like you mentioned we had it was a it was a love story, us and Stranger Things, and that—I mean—it was hard to hard to gauge that initially because we're just going off a trailer. You never know. I mean, we've been burned by shows before. Mm -hmm. uh, Stranger Things did not do that, but then Stranger Things was one of those things that blew up, and then quickly had a, quite a quite a back. Well, not I guess maybe not quite a backlash because it's still a pretty big show, but it started to turn really fast with a lot of people, whether it be that. They decided they didn't like it or they're quick to tell you how it was just, you know, rehash of old shit and a ripoff, uh, at least from what I gauged. From what I started to see, it, it went quickly from positivity to a lot of people saying uh, not so nice things. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to Rick and Morty as well, that effect when something gets so popular that... Like, all you hear about is Stranger Things, and there's been so much Stranger... When I go to YouTube.com, the website, like, all the recommended things are just Stranger Things things. Uh, that's all of it. And, 
like that if i think that has an effect on some people of like me like counterculture like Meh. and i'm one of those people so i'm not saying they're necessarily yeah. wrong usually and also we, we are also known on this show to be very cautious about new things and a season two is almost like worse than like we're all we're all probably even more so because it's a netflix show so it's such a sudden thing of like oh it's so great and then as we have discussed on the show we all just forget about it uh forever and then it's like you made me feel emotions one time there's no way you can make me feel emotions again you're gonna fuck it up this time i bet um i mean that's not maybe not the most healthy outlook on life but as you said we've been burned before um so i how did you enter into season two were you full of hype or trepidation I mean, I was definitely excited. I was super excited. Uh, and yeah, like you mentioned, and we've talked about this in the past, because here we are right now, we're recording this on the Sunday after it went up on Friday or Thursday night at midnight for the, all the diehards. Mm -hmm. So we are in like peak Stranger Things territory. But as we've learned from Netflix shows or just shows that kind of all go up in one blast, this peak territory is probably going to be over and done with. And in only a matter of days, <laughs> it, yeah. it, I mean, at least that's what it's been like in the past. Maybe this will be different, but uh, it's almost like you got to get while well, the getting's good. Uh, but yeah, initially coming in, I was very excited. I will say the first few episodes, again, we're not getting into spoilers yet. It wasn't that I thought they were bad, but um, it wasn't hooking me yet. And mm -hmm. to their uh, to their defense, coming at this show with a season two, because I'm pretty sure we we talked about it a bit last year that we said if this show came back, we would have preferred an anthology. We would have preferred, even though we love these characters, we I think we both agreed that we would have preferred more like same tone and vibe, but maybe a new set of people. I think we I think we did but also I believe I was saying something like well true true detective too though so uh like that it can also go the other way. Yes and and I started thinking about that a bit just because to their defense they don't have that same and I I watched some of this the post show that they've been doing and the Duffer brothers are on that and in there they even said like look we don't have the same hook that we had between yeah. season one introducing a new like a uh, like a new world and also having the hook of a missing of will's missing and that's like the hook through the whole season yeah so you don't have that element of surprise and you're kind of trying to introduce a new mystery or hook or something and the, the, there was two things going through uh going through my mind watching the the first few episodes is just that i was so so happy and so excited to be back with these characters and the vibe of this show because it still has that like uh obviously with the synths and the music and the way it's shot and the and the time period it feels the most natural of any any like media that tries to capture that yeah it does feel like it could have just been made then and it came out now it yeah. it, it does it has more of an authenticity than a lot of uh, projects that try to go for the same like Amblin 80s Stephen King vibe. So all that works really well. But then I was just kind of like, oh, nothing's really happening or nothing's really like grabbing me as far as like plot or story. I'm glad yeah. like, oh, there's Dustin and Lucas and and Mike and Will. This is great. Oh, there's Nancy. Ugh, there's Jonathan. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It, it, I was just kind of like that. I was just kind of like, oh, I'm glad it's back. But 
there wasn't a lot grabbing me as far as the story. How about you? Well, I feel like they had they they are kind of stuck building on the breadcrumbs they left last year, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because some of the breadcrumbs are these amazing characters. But then it's like they they like you said they had this great hook, and this is spoilers for season one. They got the kid back. Uh, so like if someone else vanishes, that's not going to be the same or as interesting. And we've already met monsters, so it's not going to be like as creepy slowly discovering this stuff. And I guess I was kind of concerned that it would just be more of the same. And in a way it kind of is, it's kind of like when uh, you're playing a video game and you beat one really tough boss and then next like next level is like, mm, but it's bigger now. That's not, I, I haven't actually finished the season. So don't take that as me like saying anything about what actually happens in the show, but that's the feeling I got anyway, that they were kind of doing that. Plus instead of having one really strong hook, it feels like they were had like almost three different like hook bits of supernatural activity going on. And sure, they all come together, I'm sure, but, but it's not going to be as strong. Yeah, no, and I completely agree. And um, they 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 introduce a few new characters, and uh, to varying degrees of success, um, some outright failures, I would say, uh, okay. as far as new characters are concerned. Just because I didn't quite see the the need for it in a weird way. Like, I guess it. I don't want to get into too much yet, but. I guess it serves some of the existing characters in weird ways and some some in natural ways, some in kind of like a cheat way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, either way, I just some of the new characters, I would say success. Some of the new characters kind of a failure, like don't waste my time. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I, I will say the, the only time I did get a little like hesitant before the show premiered when like some of the initial trailers came out I started wondering, like, because when, when you see them in, like, their Ghostbusters outfits, even mm-hmm. though it's, it ends up being great in the show, when yep. I see it in the trailer, I'm like, uh-oh, is it just Reference City? Like, here we <laughs> go again. Like, is this, is this Ernest Klein's Ar- Armada now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about how references are really hard to do, and that's even in, I'm sure, in, a, in our coverage of Stranger Things Season 1, that's the thing that just was amazing about it that they managed to do this really nice intertextuality to use a fancy word for it where they actually pull from things and as i'm sure more than one video essayist has called it they sampled the 80s rather than just ripped it off like they 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 remixed it into something that felt new uh which was really well done i i'm gonna wait to ask you which characters were successes and which were failures um I felt like obviously this has always been very a very stylistic show or, or like it has a strong style, I guess is the way to put it. Um, but I felt that in the first few episodes, it was it's, bits were jarring for me on that front, specifically the audio, uh, mostly the audio. Um, I don't know if that stood out to you at all, but for me, there were points where I was so distracted by how they chose to do, uh, chose to do their uh, sound effects. Like, for example, a cool kid puts his foot down after getting out of the car, and the sound effect is literally like, boom. And then, like, the teacher puts down a plastic brain, seriously, like 30 seconds later on 
on like the desk and the sound then is like all similar it's even bigger it's like boom of of like putting that down and every scene opens with a dramatic sound effect and, and it's like supposed to build this mood but they do it literally all the time and that so that's mostly about the audio also a little bit uh in the in the visual and and the way they've directed it at least this this feeling mostly has gone away uh as the as i watched more of it but in the first episode there's like the shot of the class and all the students just look to the side as one and the the expressions on their faces and that it feels a bit cartoony bits of it rather than like 80s uh like style like using a strong style it even felt non-realistic to a point where the creepiness and everything doesn't feel as real it feels more scooby-doo-ish in those moments uh not overall but but for those bits i don't know if you picked up on any of that uh it didn't really jump out to me uh but now that you mention it i definitely i i i do remember and i know what you're talking about so Mm -hmm. i could totally see that uh, I did watch like the first two at like uh, 1230 at night um, yeah. and I had to work at six, but I was like, oh, straight <laughs> things. I need to watch these. So yeah. uh, I may have not I may have not have picked up on some of those things in the early episodes. Um, I will say I did think the like the first shot, like the first few shots when the show kicks back in. I was impressed with how confident it comes off, like almost immediately. And in a way, like it kind of should. Uh, yeah. I won't get too much into specifics, but just like it's like a camera like swooping over in a car and then people coming out of a building and everything's going and everything's fast and like, let's fucking do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, hell yeah, Duffer Brothers. They're, they they took all that praise and they're like, all right, I'm going to show you what we got. We got even more. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I will say not uh, i didn't pick up on some of your specifics that you're calling out but there's a few i'm all for mixing tones and like uh having some humor with your horror or with your sci-fi and all that and typically this show does it really well but there's a there's a couple segments or like character storylines that try to do that and it uh did not work at all for me yeah okay um Another very, very specific thing that I'm going to be vague about since we're not doing any spoilers right now, but uh, sometimes when the characters talk, they will cut away to what they're talking about. They'll like do those little flashbacks. Like when someone's telling another character about the thing that just happened, they'll do little cuts from that. And I might get into more specifics on why that doesn't work for me uh, in, in most of the cases they do it. Um, but but basically, it feels like they're, instead of letting the scene speak for itself, they're jumping back and showing you like it's a freaking previously on, like we're not on Netflix watching this all the way through. Because it doesn't, like my argument would be, it makes sense if we're in the head of that character and they're literally having like flashbacks to these things. But that is not how they play it, at least not all the time. They just kind of cut it in to add tension and I feel they should be building tension in more of a creepy way rather than a flashy way because that comes off as action uh, action story rather than you know uh, Stephen King creepy build up which is what is better for this they show do it. I have finished the, the season I know you haven't and we I might even be talking about something different than you are but they do it uh, quite a bit towards the uh, in the back half as, as, in a weird way as like reminders. And mm-hmm. sometimes they don't need to do that. It's just a weird like they don't quite 
they're like they're not having faith in us the audience to understand like or to remember things that yeah. happened especially in a show like this where it's going to be binged for the most part for the most part you're going to be watching these nine episodes some people in the course of a day some people in the course of like a week at week tops so you don't really have to worry about being like remember in episode two uh because it's not like here we are two months later mm-hmm. and oh yeah i mean they do it a bit with some season one stuff as well where they cut back to some season one and even then i don't think you quite need it but at least i, I might understand it more but uh yeah it's a it's a really bizarre choice in some of these cases and maybe if they didn't do it as much, I wouldn't have noticed it as much as uh, or, or like cared about it as much. But I feel like they started laying it on pretty thick, especially in the back half. Yeah, I think we might be talking about the same um, specific parts. So we'll leave that for later. But yeah, I also felt like, why are you trying to explain this to us instead of making just a good scene in itself right now? Um, that was a feeling I got from it. But I mean, hey. It's Stranger Things, and I don't want to be someone who says, like, hey, it's it's Game of Thrones. It can't be bad. Like, that's not... <laughs> you guys know that that's not what we do here at uh, Shows What You Know. Just look at our coverage of Game of Thrones. Um, and I did... Like, I... As you said, I've not finished the season. I've seen the first six, um, and I'm positive. I, like, I knew going in... I wasn't going to have like the same roller coaster of emotions uh probably as last year but the I, you were describing this familiarity of coming back to the characters and not a lot happening and I think they get away with that mostly because like in season 1 I think a lot of us were just thinking I wish I could hang out with these characters man this is great I just want to be one of these kids and go on little adventures and that's what they're doing for a lot of the show um so I, I also feel like they they're lacking the, as strong of a um, of a you know driving force in the in the beginning, but I I, I enjoyed it. I've been, I'm enjoying it a lot right now, guys. Yeah, well, and, and the thing is, I I had only watched the first few, and then I started hearing some middling uh, reviews or um, kind of thoughts on where the show was going, especially for people further than me. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if that helped, but I, I, I don't know. I, it completely got me by the end. Like any of the stuff I had at the beginning, it was just more so I was just kind of thinking like, all right, you know, what's going on? Are things going to start amping up here or not? And believe me, like like you said, these characters are great, so I don't mind hanging out with them for a bit. So it wasn't that much of a problem. But by the end, I, I like loved it completely. I know, I guess maybe I'm spoiling our show on where we're at. Uh, of course, I'm definitely going to have some nitpicks and some criticisms, but it completely got me back. And I don't know, maybe in a weird way it helped because um, like like a, a mutual friend of ours uh, w- was talking to me and he was ahead and I, and it seemed like he kind of watched it like all in a day. And, you know, if you're starting off kind of not digging it or not in it, maybe the best idea isn't to just like soldier on and binge the whole thing because you're already yeah. kind of mindset of like, I'm not digging this. So maybe it helped that like, I watched a couple episodes, you know, then kind of came back to it like a day and a half later. And then I was like, you know, rejuvenated, ready to go. So, I mean, maybe that's a, ba- a downside of, of uh, some of this binge watching that we all, we all love to do. I mean, because that could work both ways. That could work where you're just like, this is great. I'm loving this so much. So then some of the, you know, lesser than episodes won't stick out as much because you're already amped up and you're like, hey, that wasn't great, but hey, on to the next. But then if you're in that mindset of like, uh, 
do I like this anymore? Let's oh, yeah. watch another one. Like, still don't like it. Let's watch another one. Oh, still not. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like if you're in a relationship and you're like, I'm not sure about this. Let's go on a month-long cruise, just be in a small cabin together and never leave each other's side. That'll that'll fix us right up. Um, maybe you need something, maybe you need some counseling before you, you know, take it in, take it in bites. Um, but yeah, uh, as we said, I haven't finished it. I don't want to, don't have that much. I can also, um, also seen people be kind of down on it and like, I'm worried. I have worries at this point where I'm at, uh, not worries of like, oh, it's so bad. I like worries of like, I'm liking it. Mm, is it good? Are we too worried? I think we're too anxious as people. Should we just enjoy things? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well, no. But see, the reason why we're worried is because we enjoy things. Mm. We enjoy things so much that Smart. we get worried we're not going to enjoy things. But why? Society, should, man. I think we've we've talked in generals quite a bit. Maybe we should just break it down and kind of hone in on just these first three episodes. Yeah, let's do that. I did just want to say I think that I think I would have. I, I don't usually binge through whole st- whole seasons. Usually I'll watch a little bit and then like really might get into it and watch quite a lot, but usually never like in a day or anything. And this time I like I watched the first few episodes after getting home from work and I did I didn't couldn't watch any more that day and or maybe it was before going to work. But either way, today I watched several more after coming from a Halloween party on the other side of the country right now. And by the way, Halloween did not exist here in 1984. That's more of your American um, uh, cultural homogeny. He- 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 Is that a word? Hegemony. So, <laughs> so Taking over I, the world. Halloween didn't exist in 1984, Sweden. You're telling me. I'm telling you, we have a thing called All Saints Day where we go and light candles on graves, and that's it. No candy. The movie Halloween came out in, like, 1977 or something like that. Yeah, but, you know, we don't get it until 10 years later, so, and even then. (laughs) What the hell were they wondering when they tried to release the movie? Oh, 1978. So I was like, what the fuck were Swedes thinking when Halloween came out, the movie? (laughs) Well, you know, there, we can be aware of something and not celebrate it, uh, yeah. but yeah. Uh, okay, well, it is here now anyway. I went as a spider boy influenced by this show where I was dressed up in, in spider webs with spiders all over me. So I did that uh, yesterday on the other side of the country. Then I came back and I watched three episodes of Stranger Things, uh, sleep deprived, and I was like, this is the best. And I don't want to say I'm not in my most critical mindset, but I was just it was just washing over me at that point. So uh Hey, Stranger Things, everyone, check it out. Uh, I'm sure you got the point by now that it's a good show. If you didn't watch season one, uh, yeah, that's all. That's all. You start there and then work up to here and then listen to the rest because we're about to get into spoilers. Well, real quick, one of, just from the chat, Bone Machines in the chat. It's funny because Halloween's now popular in Japan, too. They never even had it five years ago. So yeah. Halloween sweeping the nation. But as you said, we're getting into the spoilers for season, for episodes one through three. Spoilers, spoilers. for season two, episodes one through three. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, okay, uh, so, yeah. Do you want to start? <laughs> well, like I was saying, when it kicks in with this, uh, I guess, robbery, I don't want to say much more from when I first saw the episode. I was like, oh, there's some sort of robbery going on. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, a getaway car, and then people come running out of a building, and it's people we don't know. There's a guy with a mohawk, and there's a high-speed chase. And we're like, oh, 008. And I think mm-hmm. we were talking about this. I mean, it wasn't. it's not the most, like... Didn't take a we, genius to be like, 
she's 11. What about one through 10? We cracked the code. We have yeah. a whole theory about it, uh, that there are numbers before 11. Yeah, exactly. We're introduced to 008, or I guess 8, we'd call her, who does illusions, as far as we can tell from this first scene, where she makes the bridge collapse, and then the cops all crash, but then the bridge didn't collapse. Oh, gosh, and they got away. And, uh, yeah... That's about that for that scene. I I liked it. It was like you said. It was kind of setting setting high stakes and setting like, hey, guess what? We're not just we're starting with a car chase this time and a pretty well put together one. Yes, yeah, and it's a nice kind of like oh, open up the world a bit, even for just a small teensy little peek. Uh, and then we're kind of back in Hawkins. Is Hawkins? Yeah, Hawkins. Indiana? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we got our gang going to the arcade now. Um, this is kind of like, I mean, maybe we'll be jumping around a bit from these episodes because it's like when we're first with our kids, they're all happy and like, you know, the, what we remember, but Mike takes quite a backseat, uh, through a lot of these episodes, I guess, because Mike's main thing is 11. And of course, where we left off last season, 11 was in the upside down because yeah. she the, the, uh, the Demogorgon. Um, now the thing is, and this isn't just stranger things. This is like every TV show because TV shows all obviously love to end on these like high stakes cliffhangers on a season, but then all that really happened. Like we got all excited about it, but as an avid TV watcher, even though I still get caught up in the finale moments, you have to remember that all that means is that the beginning of the next season is just going to be spending time unwinding those cliffhangers and making them lower stakes than you yeah. actually thought they were. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, th I hadn't even thought of this till talking it out now. And maybe that's where kind of my like enthusiasm starts going away when I'm watching these first few episodes. Cause it's all about just unraveling what they did. And in a weird way, kind of showing that, and I can't fault them for this, but kind of showing that there probably wasn't a grand plan of what happened. It's just kind of like, Hey, for all we know, this is going to be our one shot. Let's make one season. We'll leave some threads open. But otherwise, if we don't make a season two, no big deal. Because it really, like, as far as the 11 stuff, I, I, very anticlimactic for me. Yeah. I know we're jumping around, but I, I, uh, because it, it sidelines Mike for a bit, but then there's not even, like, a cool backstory to it, I would yep. say. Yeah, I mean that I agree. Um it's it Mike was so the main character of Stranger Things and now he is this grumpy boy. He's a little grumpy boy now, uh who, who's acting out and like we start with the first thing with the kids is they're searching for pennies. Um and so this is kind of an interesting way of Orders. introducing characters uh, because they all have different strategies for finding their pennies. So we get to find out something about the characters there uh, in just a tiny little micro uh, cosm type way where uh, Dustin's searching the couch and Lucas has mowed someone's lawn and gotten some money from that. And then Mike uh, steals money from his sister which doesn't feel like the Mike I know. So in that way, I guess it's good to send up, set up this whole grumpy boy persona that he has. But he doesn't really break out of it for, for, uh, for a little while there. And even when things start happening, he's so kind of like even the other characters forget he's there uh, <laughs> at some points, I feel. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're going to, uh, going to the arcade to play some uh, Dragon Slayer straight out of an Ar Anita Sarkeesian video. 
Um, and it's kind of weird to have Will back. He's so short. We haven't actually seen all these characters together. <laughs> yes, well, uh, and I kind of picked this up from watching some of the... Uh, Netflix has this, like, Stranger Things, Beyond Stranger Things, like, post-show. And they do it in such a weird way because it's like... It's not like they're going episode by episode. It's No, they want you to watch the whole season... Then when the season's done, the show comes in. They have like seven episodes, but just discussing it as a whole. Oh. But they're showing some of their audition tapes. And everyone's like, oh, you know, I'm Finn Wolfhard. I'm 13 years old. And he starts auditioning. And they're all like 12 or 13. Except the actor that plays Will, it's like, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'm 10. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, shit. he's like two or three years younger than everyone else. So I guess that kind of plays into why he looks like just like a little scrawny kid compared to them. And oh. especially like... Like we were talking about with those flashbacks, when they flashback to season one, it's really in your face how much older these kids are. Even though they're not really, it's just that puberty kicks in and really fucking changes a kid up, eh? Yeah, and I mean, that's almost part of, like, that's really interesting too because that's like, you know how we don't have character development on a lot of TV shows these days? And then we actually literally get to see people grow older of course there's some shows where we've seen that notably game of thrones but yeah it's one season of difference uh one year and as you said it's it's very different and then will is kind of in the back like a head shorter than everyone else um yeah so (laughs) except will but but that's what's jarring with that and i guess it kind of only points mostly to duncan uh, maybe to Lucas a little bit when he wears his fatigue headband because it's like Duncan's like a cartoon character. He wears the same costume, even though when you see a flashback, he's like kind of way older, but he's still wearing like his silly hat and kind of the same clothes. Yeah. So it's, to me, it's a little bit more jarring with with him uh, in comparison to the other characters. But yeah, but like you said, Will's just a scrawny, like clear, like a preschool kid with these <laughs> high school kids hanging out. Yeah, yeah, I did not. Uh, I did not notice. Um... Did not notice that, but yeah, so they're in the arcade and they notice that there's a new high score, Mad Max, which is the name of the episode, I think. Um, that's this new character that we're meeting meeting a little bit later there uh, and immediately becomes very interesting to our boys, uh, Duncan and Lucas. Um, mm-hmm. So was Max one of the characters you liked or didn't like who came in? Dislike Max <gasps> and Billy. Is Billy her brother? I believe uh, it's Billy. Sounds right. Yes. Um, just be not so much that like you can't have these characters and you can't have can't have like uh yeah you know another female character that kind of plays plays up sort of a love triangle like wedge between uh two of the characters. Well, because especially like Lucas and Duncan were kind of in the season one they were like arguing a bit and like snipping at each other as well. So it kind of gives you more of an excuse to do that again. But I don't know the way it just it came off. It doesn't come off as natural to me the way they try to wedge this Max character in with the gang, mm-hmm. because I mean I, I I'm not gonna get into specifics or anything. I just don't feel like there's much of a payoff to this character really. Okay, um, as far as like uh, okay, here's why I liked Max, uh, or one of the reasons um, I, I liked. Uh, I liked having a character come in who's on the outside 
um, who actually gets a role in the show because all the other characters are in it at this point. And then you kind of have no choice but to just go deeper into the fantasy and you get more disconnected from the realism and the reality. And I'm not saying uh, necessarily that they did it perfectly, but this character coming in as an outside person who slowly sort of weasels into the group, um, I mean, th that kind of added something to the fantastical elements because otherwise it'll go to a level where we're just fucking uh elves fighting orcs and there's there's no we, we kind of forget that we're supposed to be in reality so that's one of the functions i feel uh she filled pretty well of coming in as an outsider i also liked um her as an actor i think she did a good job and i didn't mind i liked i liked her i liked max well, but the thing I don't like is how it has to be like she's kick ass. She's better than them at video games. She knows that uh, she knows they're watching them. She's kick ass on a skateboard. She's a tough ass chick. Like, I, Jim, I are you aware that you're on the wrong side of history right now? Because all girls are cool. I mean, that's fine. But it's like, who cares right now? Like, <laughs> why do we need this character to be the best? Who's a nobody? Like, it feels like she would be the main character of a show. Like this would be some other show that stars her and her brother. And then it's about her figuring out weird things by meeting these kids, except mm -hmm. she's a side character and we already know the story. So it plays out like really to me, it's just like a weird rehash, okay. uh, but, in a weird, but to an audience that already knows what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I, that, the way you described it is interesting because it would, I mean, usually the main character is the new kid in town. That's yeah. the plot of every young adult novel ever written. So you got a point there of like, who are these mysterious boys? But they would be a few years older and way sexier. Uh, and then there would be a love triangle. I mean, I get <laughs> now that you say it, hey, we can make a fortune on this. Uh, let's just age them up a bit. Um, I, I yeah. mean, <laughs> my thing is, it's not so much I have anything against this character and, and like this character coming into the group. I guess it's more so the time spent. I feel like there's a lot of time spent that doesn't need to be there. And especially mm -hmm. it's played out. It's played out early as kind of mysterious. It's like, who's her brother? Why, why are they acting the way they are? And what's going on? What kind of secret do they have potentially? But uh, then like midway through, it's just more like, oh, no, no, this is it's this and this. Yeah. Unless maybe regular. they're planting seeds for something in the future, but I highly doubt it. Uh, but that was part of why I liked that. I mean, uh, not to say that that was your main argument, but I, I, I see what you're saying, but that was also why I liked having something that like they, she didn't turn out to have like a monster growing inside her or anything like that. But, um, but then why do you think, why do we need to play up this, you know, really like kind of threatening relationship between her and her stepbrother? Well, I haven't finished it, but uh, uh, I guess um, I—I I mean, I'm just saying where you're at, like where, where yeah, you're at. I, I mean, I guess it's a simplistic character motivation, but I get it as far as like she, the, her being the way she is, uh, is kind of uh, influenced a lot by that. I—I I would say that the brother is more of a character that didn't work so great for me, at, at least as far as this beginning here, where because I'm sorry, you know, I've been you off. That's no, fine. Oh, I was just going to say he like you were saying that some characters 
feel like they come in just to fill a function, and I feel that more towards him, where she actually has a personality and acts really great and uh, and like introduces something new to the group, even if it feels can feel contri- contrived a little bit. I still liked what she added to the group, and then her brother's just the worst character, and he's supposed. Here's the main thing that's the worst part about it: he's supposed to be all sexy. Looks like fucking shit. He has the worst hair I've ever seen on a human being in my life. And I know it was the 80s, but even then, like, have an afro or something. Like, it's the 80s. Use it. Use it to your advantage. Not, don't be this scrub. If people are, if girls look at you like, who is that? Don't have that hair. I completely agree with you. And, and yes, I do. I know it sounds like I really hate uh, the Max character. And to some degrees I do. But the ends justify the means. I don't, like, when all said and done and she's in the group, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Or she's like with the group or whatever. It's just more so the the weird introduction and kind of it felt so forced. But you're right. To her brother's character, Billy, it's very clear they're like, ah, we redeemed Steve, so we need a new yeah. Steve. So let's like make Steve times a million. Yes. And then I assume it has to be a joke. Like that's their joke because he looks like a nerd to me. Like when he shows up, he looks like a nerd. And maybe it's because I... I grew up in the 80s, but in 84, I was still just like a toddler. So I didn't understand that nerds were cool and people were <laughs> awesome. Because, yeah, his introduction is like, look at his ass. Look at this guy. He's so great. Um, yeah. And I guess I'm sure they're playing that up. That's kind of part of the goof. But it's still it's introduced in a goofy way to me that uh, I'm like, why am I supposed to be afraid of this guy? Here's and- how much I thought he was a nerd when he drove up there and they got out of the car, I was like, wow, Jonathan got a great car. Who's that girl with Jonathan? Where's Will? That w- I thought it was him. For- and then I was like, weird new haircut. And I was like, wait, what's what's up with his face? Did he get plastic surgery to look even worse? Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, the Billy character, really bad. Um, and like, the the idea they even spoke on this and this doesn't really spoil anything they just kind of talked about how yeah they wanted to have a similar like human type threat uh so and kind of fill the the role of steve like they basically kind of say this and that's yeah but it just it doesn't like these things just don't feel natural to me when they play out in the show the way the show has it play out doesn't feel organic so it just becomes distracting to me like all the time when yeah. they when these characters show up and we're spending time with them because even like when we're spending time out of the show to just be with these characters when there are like so many better characters happening and don't get me like don't get me wrong i hate the nancy character as well but <laughs> hey at least she was in season one so yeah. speaking of on. nancy and steve uh we do get a scene where she's going over his college essay and i mean steve uh i didn't predict liking him a lot more than uh nancy and jonathan and everyone else almost except who's who's that age uh yes steve's steve's a sweetheart and it's almost like cartoonish like they they, the this bully character who comes in is almost like he's there to make us like steve more but you don't need to do that we are i already like steve he hasn't done anything bad if he did like some he did some slightly dickish things in season one but in the end he was like fighting monsters and helping people like he he as far as i remember anyway so yeah, he's he the he, back yeah. to, to help he didn't even know what was going on he's just like yeah 
monster you say <laughs> yeah he was coming in with that bat like what's going on and like try to like he, he he came in and helped everyone and he was great and now he's like talking about no i'm not gonna go to college i'm gonna stay here to be with you because i love you so much and nancy's uh I'm not. I don't know if I uh, dislike her as much as you, but it is. She's kind of like, oh yeah, that's great. You know, this is a relationship I care about. Making making googly eyes at every every nerd that walks by, basically. Um, because yeah, she's still kind of hanging out with Jonathan a little bit. Hey, come to this party. Maybe you'll meet someone. We don't have sexual chemistry. Ha 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 ha. So yes, that's what's that's what's going on. Um, so uh, Winona has a has a new boo. In the general store, John Aston. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and from, uh, from, uh, Samwise Gamgee himself. Yeah, and he—I mean, not only because he's Samwise Gamgee, and you know, he—if I can't get somewhere, I feel like he'll carry me. Not only because of that, I—I I do like Bob, and he's kind of this nerdy goofball, and uh, I don't know, he's also like a normal guy coming in, and it's clear that she's like with him because he's such like the normal like normal guy who's the most boring and bland and kind of a nerd but he's also really likable what did you think about him i end up i ended up really uh really loving bob yeah. uh, bob newbie um and i don't i don't i can't blame the show for this cuz i don't think the creators wanted me to think this but coming into the show stranger things I can't help, but in the beginning, when I meet Bob Newby, I'm like, what's this guy up to? <laughs> he yeah. works for fucking the, the scientist. He's spying because it kind of would make complete sense to be some nerdy guy. But then, you, you know, you put yourself in the situation. You're in the buyer's house. You're keeping an eye on things. So I was, I was probably a little too untrusting of him in the beginning because I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was like, he's just too normal. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe because they play up his like normal doofus goofball character so much. But he's just is that guy and he, he does it really well. This is a very much a side question, but she works in the general store. I wanted to ask you, is general store a term that's still used? Because it sounds like a name invented before advertising was invented because it's such a bland name. Let's go to the general store to yeah, buy no, things in general yeah no one says that maybe okay. i mean and it could just be a sign of like uh how you know big corporations have pushed out the family general store because now it's like you're just going to go to walmart or target or you're going to go to uh i mean which we, you, you would call them like department stores uh yeah. but i guess a general store is like a weird combination of a department store and a convenience store yeah, I mean, I've seen it in Gilmore Girls. That's about the what I'm. Yeah, like it's, it's like small town shit or yeah. night shit. Yeah, exactly. So yes, um, uh, Will goes in to get tested at the science place. Mm, still dealing with these scientists, huh? But it's okay. They're all new people. We're good now. We're not. Uh, <laughs> we're not bad. Why would we be bad? We replace the bad people with good people, like me, the goofy, lovable doctor. Remember how you like Bob? I'm just like that guy. I think it's really well done with the main scientist guy. How he's introduced as like a pediatric doctor who's really good at talking to this kid. He's 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 likable. He's doing all that stuff and. Even from like, it's not like it's a twist when he turns out to have a darker side, 
but it's just an interesting and maybe kind of a given character choice, given that you can't have another weirdo like psychopath come in and like they're gonna go to him. Uh, but it introduces a, a nice balance with um, with uh, with the, the sheriff and and Will and Winona and everyone. So yeah, yeah, and it was kind of my own fault for not like brushing up more on where we ended. Cause I was a little confused at first. I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. They did a thing where they like kind of signed documents and made, made amends in a weird way with the company to keep, cause Hopper was going to help cover it up in exchange for like, you know, their safety or whatever and keeping the town safe or something. So I was like, Oh yeah, they made a weird compromise. It's kind of like half happy if, uh, or something like that, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I was a little lost at first. I was like, wait a minute, what are you doing? What is all this? Uh, but yeah, what, and you're right. Paul Reiser plays it really well because, you know, he's a nice familiar face. He was on Mad About You way back in the day. He's a, he's a well-known actor and he can play it nice and warm, but then it's like, uh, but also down here in the lab. Yes, the lab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get the flamethrowers. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, just going off what happened in season one, um, I like the the impression I got as well of the ending was they're coming to Hopper and they're like, Hey, you need to come with us and like do like become one of our agents. And he's like, screw you. And they're like, we'll wait until you see what we have to say. And then the next time we see the sheriff, he's like le leaving these egos out in the box in the woods. So yeah. my conclusion was he's been recruited to help make contact and kind of get 11 back to this world. Like that seemed inevitable. It seemed like pretty cool idea that he would be recruited and then like, oh, I hate this organization. And then like, well, you can make it better if we will do it your way. This is your town, blah, blah, blah. But uh, that kind of halfway is what happens. They just sign it. Like they make apparently make some deal where, you know, they come in and do checkups. But and then, I mean, we're getting into episode two here, but he just has 11 living in his house for the whole time for a year. So that's yeah. the end of that well, cliffhanger. Right, I forgot episode the the season one did end. They left it more seeming like Hopper was working with them now, and I think that's probably what their original idea was. But they're like, yeah. we'll, we'll do that here for season two. So we'll just kind of retcon it a little bit. We don't have to do too much because it was never explicitly stated. And then yes, like the reveal basically at the end of this episode is that Hopper is with Eleven. And, you know, he's been hiding her. We already kind of knew, like you said, from at the end of season one, he knew something was going on because he's leaving egos for her. So he knew something was happening. And this is where I get into issues because their explanation around this is so like anticlimactic and kind of boring in a way mm -hmm. that um, it really showed to me that they were like they were just going for broke to end the season and they didn't know what they were going to do from there. Which I yeah. can't blame them for. It's just there's there are still ways they could have made this better because then we kind of start to see the explanation basically between like episodes two and three with these flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. And eleven, you know, we all knew that eleven had disappeared after fighting the Demogorgon, and we assumed she was like stuck in the upside down. But now, like ten minutes later, she just kind of came out of the wall somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm sure the camera won't focus, but I just want to show you my notes here. Of uh, says uh, the f the fact that Eleven came back five minutes after five minutes in the upside down feels kind of anticlimactic. So uh, yeah, that's 
you pretty much took the words out of my mouth there. Anticlimactic is the only word that can be used to describe that because she's supposed to be, I don't know, it's, it's because they also play up this thing between Mike and Eleven. And there's this love-struck, uh, or no, st like, yeah, separated, uh, like, puppy love of them being, like, d trapped between different worlds. But they're just ten minutes away the whole time, and uh, never, n never really that far away. She's just in the woods, uh, learning words of the day, and going crazy, I assume, from being in a house for a year. So, uh, yeah, it, it didn't feel completely put together. But, I, I mean, I have to say I also really like the chemistry of uh, Hopper and Eleven. Oh, That's, for sure. They do it so well that I forgive it. But I agree that the whole premise feels kind of like, ooh, we wrote this? Ooh, what do we do now? Ooh. Well, yeah, the, the ends do justify the means. But it's kind of like, even the fact that Hopper was leaving, why was he leaving Egos out there? Yeah. Because at least when the season one ended, I'm like, you know, you, you, you fill in your own gaps like, OK, he found something. He, you know, he's he's a detective. He's actually a really good detective. We've we've learned he's not he's not just like a schlubby uh, sheriff. Like he's got real background. So I'm thinking something happened. But I don't know. Maybe I missed something in the show. But it's just kind of like 11. He randomly puts egos outside. She randomly finds them. And well, then somehow that's how they make the connection of like, I can find him now because he's been putting egos out here. Well, they, they, there's that hunter who gets hit and she takes the hunter's, or I don't know if he's a hunter, but he has a gun and it's, she takes the coat or whatever. And that would be enough where I feel like he could, you know, oh, there was this Russian spy girl. Yeah, there's also this crazy guy coming in and talking about this Russian spy girl, which is a not a great remake of uh, uh, Spy Kids, by the way, Russian spy kids. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But here's the bigger issue. Of, yeah, he doesn't exactly work for the science department there, but he's in contact with them a lot. They are literally wiretapping everyone in town, and just because he drives further away into the woods, they just kind of don't check up on this guy or what he's doing out in the woods. Yeah. Um, that would He would be the first guy you'd put a tail on. He He's the guy you worry about if you're the scientist. If you're, he's not part of your organization, he's probably plotting against you. So you would put a fucking little microphone in his lamp or whatever, or something, and instead never never gets brought up. And can you imagine what the main scientist guy would like, oh, we're doing this with that? If he just had 11... It's not like they're like, oh, we were so wrong. Like, they're still doing crazy experiments over there. Yeah, there may, may be slightly better methods, but, but like, it's not like they... Oh, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, the, where we're at is good, though, where it, it is great because you have Hopper, um, who's a great character, and plus, we, as we know, like, he has issues because he lost his daughter. And we have Eleven, who's, who, you know, obviously has issues. You never knew her parents, and had her crazy papa so now it's like they get to have this domesticated life in secret and he's teaching her and she gets to watch tv and they have a nice back and forth so it's fine that where they are but it's still like it's disappointing like because like off the top of my head there's like number of like silly things that are like fake exciting that you could have done to like bridge those gaps like Maybe have her stuck in the upside down for a little bit, have some stuff go on, and then I don't know, 
she gets out a different way. Not like she wanders a little bit and finds a hole because that's the whole other thing in season one. They were like, uh, entrances like through a tree and like in the school and they were just weird entrances to the upside down. But now it's kind of like, no, it's just here. It's here at the lab. Remember that's where, yeah. don't you remember? But whatever, these are, they're not really nitpicks, but they're also not destroying the show. But yeah. it's kind of like show logic starts to go out the window a bit. And the, they, there's so much, there's obvious like tender love and care put into this show that it's kind of a bummer when some of these other things are like just kind of glossed over or, or skipped. Yeah, I, I definitely noted the same. Like she, the fact I think it a lot of it's born of the fact that she literally comes out immediately after the big climactic battle, like right where they were just before then. And I mean, I guess it makes sense that she's afraid of the 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 government finding out about her. That adds up. But then also you're working with the government, and and also as we said, there's like so many inciting incidents of d varying levels for different characters and having her get trapped in the upside down and having will be like halfway into the upside down couldn't there be a thing where mike and will get more to do because uh fucking will uh sees 11 in the upside down and then they're trying to contact her I, I, again i'm not saying this would necessarily m have worked great uh you know there's a lot of factors up in the air of how you're gonna make this show but it, it doesn't like diminish the fact that it feels it feels kind of weird that part um that it feels like they could have done something more just like you were uh saying but yeah if we have her saying she's gonna be halfway happy and uh her and the sheriff are so cute together so yeah it's all fine in the end i I'm guess sure that maybe there's just a lot of wishing last year that they they ended more on Hopper going to the cabin at the end of season one, and then you could see Eleven was there. They were probably like, ah, damn it. Why didn't we just do that? Yeah. But either way. Uh, the, w one of the great reveals of this episode, I don't know if you'd seen like the teasers or the trailers leading up to Stranger Things 2, but they, they loved showing that shot of like Dustin looking kind of in horror and, and when he's in his Ghostbusters uniform, and they're all in their Ghostbusters uniform. The camera's like kind of panning in, and he's like looking. And and seeing the trailers, you're like, oh, shit, what's going down? Something's going down in broad daylight at school on Stranger Things. And it's great that in the show, it's just them him being like, guys, no one else is wearing costumes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's one is a really good part because it's like, again, some of the realism coming in of like, oh, shit. And I mean, the effect of that is that their whole interaction with Max, like that's all tied to setting up the realism, the real world that they're in before fantastic things start happening. That's why part of also why I liked this whole thing of like, is she going to come trick or treating or not? And all, all that stuff going on in, in this uh, in this episode. Well, and it's 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 nice reminder that they're like nerds. They're you know, they're nerdy kids. Yeah, Um, because there's there's a lot of moments <laughs> this season, and I guess maybe it makes sense because they saved the world a year ago. Because now Dustin is always just like swearing at people and being like, "What the fuck? Like this is bullshit, bro!" <laughs> like even that, given it's another nerd at the arcade, but they're just he's an older kid, and they're just like shitting on him. And <laughs> <laughs> well, they're 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 getting up there in age. They're 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 in their they're getting rebellious now. Plus, they saved the world, as you said. Oh, and one other thing, and maybe this is just me because I don't eat fucking waffle desserts. I eat waffles for breakfast with syrup on them. 
So when Eleven is eating French toast for breakfast, I'm like, she's Eleven. She loves Eggos. No, she has Eggos with whipped cream or whatever the fuck. I don't buy it. This is all, I mean, look, Jim, when we watch a breakfast on TV in this country, we, we just kind of go with the flow because none of what you people do makes any sense to us uh, whatsoever over here on, on this side of the Atlantic. French toast for breakfast, bro? No, I mean, I'm not saying that makes sense either, but like even having waffles that you like toast in a toaster, we did have that. I did have that one time, I think. They, they don't have them in the... I, do they have them in the store? I don't know. I do have a waffle iron. Never use it. That's true. I mean, I'm not saying we're better. I'm just saying I don't know what's realistic here. But so is, Okay, so when, if you, even if you make a waffle and a waffle iron, yeah. are you making Which a dessert out of it? Or are you making a, you're just having some breakfast, breakfast waffles? Nah, that would be a put jam on it. So uh, that would be like a, a naughty... Oh, I, I, I'm, you got me. You all got me fucked up. Look, but I'm, way, <laughs> I'm like way. 11 coming into this world. I don't know these flavors, okay? I don't know what goes with what. I've been in a, in a, in a Swedish lab all my life. We're just eating fucking hard bread and, and, and what, what, what else is a stereotype? Clogs. Either way, if you're 11 who loves Eggos, you're, yeah. you're not eating French toast with syrup. If you want her to have something else for breakfast, fine. Have fucking eggs and toast or something. But if she's going to have something with syrup on it, it should be a goddamn Eggo waffle, not fucking French toast with syrup on it. I mean, I'll take your word for it. I, be- I I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that didn't jump out at me because all of your breakfasts are like weird sorcery where you always constantly have pancakes and waffles uh, for breakfast, which I don't. That I mean, it sounds nice. I'm not saying so. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just very confusing for me. So yeah. Um, what else happens in this episode? Pumpkins are dying. Oh yeah, pumpkins are dying, and you know we get one of. Many scenes where uh, something is like it's, it's kind of built up, and then it's a it's a bird in the field showing how Hopper's kind of spooked out because he goes in there expecting something bad, and then there's a bird. And I don't think that's bad in itself, but they they use the same type of audio for literally everything. They do like a build up, like creepy, and then then it's a scare or it's not, but. Uh, they, that's when I was talking about a lot of the effects coming in and being kind of just over and over similar stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it, it starts to feel thin. Like, I, I know we've already been over it, but the way they dole out these these uh, 11 flashbacks, it doesn't need to be throughout two episodes, but whatever. No, no, exactly. Uh, I was surprised in, in when... Uh, episode three starts and we're still having flashbacks of like oh you know we gotta clear the cobwebs out of this cabin like no we get it you're in a cabin in the woods and it's only to set up it's fine to do it when they do the like these are the three rules and then she breaks the rules but like just do that you don't have to like trick us being like but oh yeah the cabin and this although it is great to see hopper dancing so i'll take that i suppose uh but anyway season two i mean episode two episode two I don't have a lot of notes in episode two. I know. Well, we have the party. Okay, and the party and trick or treating are in episode two as, as mm-hmm. well, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We have this party where uh, Nancy and Steve goes, and like, I mean, I don't like Nancy's hard to like, but I, I, I like her as a character. Like, she makes sense to me, and her getting drunk and sort of berating Steve. And saying it's all bullshit is kind of heartbreaking. This is all motivated from them going to see 
Barb's parents, who are like the internet, they just won't let it go. Um, they're just trying to, to, to find Barb. They're going to sell their house and, and everything to, to get a private investigator. And that messes so much with uh, Nancy that she, she just gets uh, wasted and, and uh, berates her boyfriend until, until he, he leaves. Again, like later, yeah, he's just the sweetest guy at this point. It's hard to feel a lot of sympathy for her, but it makes sense. So that's, I like it. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's a double-edged sword, this whole storyline, because this storyline basically drives Nancy and Jonathan for most of the season. And it, it makes sense... But I also don't feel like they would have done this. They're only servicing that. This comes off as just servicing the dumb Barb meme. Mm. And like, I, yeah, they legit kind of fucked up and forgot about the Barb character and just kind of showed that she was dead. But I don't believe they were ever going to explore this further. Uh, but then here we are. Maybe, and maybe that's why I never really gel well with what's going on when we were cutting to nancy and to an extent steve and then jonathan because it's all tied up with barb's disappearance and how she doesn't get full closure because of a cover-up that they had to do and like on paper yeah it all makes sense but i just i don't feel like this is what we would have done i feel like this is just answering a, some garbage meme and i don't it's the one of the big downsides of social media when so, like some of your shows and entertainment have to like service garbage yeah and um i mean i i, I haven't like hated that storyline as much but i i totally agree that there's no way like they were planning that but i also feel like they didn't really have anything else planned either which is kind of what we've been concluding that they're kind of not necessarily making something that is bad or doesn't make any sense they're just naturally following you know from from last season well not super naturally huh with from from since they're also being influenced by the whole fandom but but they're basically just building on building on what was happening so so yeah there there's their storyline i'm not going to speak too much about it because they don't really have time to do much about it uh in 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 this in these three episodes i mean in the next episode i think the thing that happens there is that, that she persuades jonathan to help her uh with this mission to 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 get barb's parents to know the truth but yeah, I think that's about it for for these first three episodes. I'm gonna leave it well, until our next discussion. And plus, I feel the thing is, I'm trying to find it now. Uh, I'm trying what? What are you uh, trying to find? To, to to one extent, like yeah, they didn't have things planned, but they want they've been wanting to make it seem like they did because last year, like shortly after season one premiered they released what were supposed to be the episode titles of season two oh. and it looked like some of them did carry over but not all of these because this is laid out episode one mad max because this is from this is from a report uh last august august 2016 right episode one did stay as mad max episode two was supposed to be called the boy who came back to life i believe it ended up being called what trick-or-treat freak yes uh episode three here is called the pumpkin patch that is, I don't think that's what it's called in the current version. Although um, I guess you could see how kind of the standard ideas match up a little bit. Uh, episode three is called The Spy. But I mean, the fact that it's called um, the, <laughs> the Boy Who Came Back to Life, that's like, yeah, no shit. You could do anything in that episode and it would still make sense because fucking Will, Will's in it. So, And Mad Max, hey, when 
like they could have made it about the movie. That could have been anything. I'm sure they probably did think, hey, we want a character called Max, but uh, it could be also anything. Also, I didn't. Know, did you know that Westworld has like seven seasons planned out? That's definitely all planned, and they all know what that is. Like, I no. just lie when people ask me if I know what's gonna happen in like a future story or whatever. If I'm working on something, I always say yes. Uh, you always lie about that. You, you, because you feel like you know, but you don't really know until you write it. You know what the the other list I was looking at is wrong. The second list, the chapter three is actually called the Polywog. Oh, uh, and yeah. initial the initial uh, when they announced it last year. They called episode nine the lost brother. There's no lost brother this season, but there is an episode called the lost sister. So that's true. Okay, so so do you have the 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 old list in front of you? What was number five? Well, or num- no, sorry, number four. It went yeah. Number four was the palace. Yeah, and in this version, it's Will the Wise. Aha. Uh-huh. I well, have no, the I have the new ones. If you have the old ones. Okay, yeah, you have the. All right, cool. And then um, number five is called Fun. the storm. Mm-hmm. This is called Dig Dug in the in current version, okay. and the storm. I mean, it's true that's that stuff that came up. She, he kind of saw a storm in the upside down. But guess what? That wasn't important at all. It wasn't the it, it the monster is the important bit. Okay, he has these. We haven't even mentioned it, but he has these episodes in the upside down in these episodes, and he sees a big fucking monster, and that's the thing we're worried about. And he does say it's like it was a storm. Not important at all. Yeah. Well, and then uh, here we go in the original list. Here we go. Episode six is the Polywog. Mm. Okay. And episode seven is the Secret Cabin. What was six and seven on the on this that they finalized? Yeah, the six was the Spy. That's when the Spy uh, came in. Spy. And then number seven was the Lost Sister. Ah. Of course, we're not going to talk about what this means because yeah. we haven't uh, gotten into spoilers. But it's interesting though, title. as far as what they planned. And then episode eight was the Brain. Hmm. This is the mind flayer. So I mean, yeah. kind of on on path. And then this had episode nine was the lost brother. Okay, nine is the gates here. So so uh, I mean, it, but, I, if one lesson to be learned is when you have general ideas, don't release them to the public because uh, a lot of things could change. <laughs> I, I, it does kind of reinforce to me that they did have a general idea. I think a lot of those are still in. I guess yeah. can or what they finalized, but clearly it's when they were finally breaking the episodes. They're like, wait, we want to do this, this, and this. Uh, I will say a small hint is that maybe I think the lost brother was probably still very much similar to what the lost sister is, but they planned it at the end and they decided to put it at episode seven instead. Because yeah, it doesn't mean anything to me, but okay. <laughs> Good. Like it leads to what might be in the future, but either way. Okay, I I was going to say that, like, yeah, I don't even mind that they released it and then changed it. In fact, I respect that more than them, like, releasing it and then, like, shit, we have to call it that. How do we make it fit? Like, it's better that they do it that way. But also, I feel like if I was doing, if they, like, hired me as a consultant, like, shit, we need to build some buzz, but we don't have anything ready. I'm like, just open any D&D manual and, like, take a word and then, like... Do do well, call one like Back to the Future, but or some, but but like make it about no, call it like the flux capacitor, but it's like a, a a dark flux capacitor or something. You go into the upside. Who cares? Just put some names on there. Well, you know what it kind of tells me too is I wonder if they planned on having that eleven reveal not till episode seven because episode certainly yeah, it looks like it, right? That's what then, I thought uh, too. How how can we not have a le- or even 
whether it be the writers or even I'm sure Netflix themselves will be like, look, everyone loves 11. You're not going to fucking wait more than half the season to sh finally show us where 11 is, you fucks. Yeah, and more importantly, because we know she's alive and going to be in the show. Like, there's this is the thing of, of you know, storytelling. We know that she's alive, and what you have to do is make it surprising and at the same time inevitable. Like, we, there's, if you, like, if Eleven's dead in episode two, yeah, that would be a fucking twist, but it would suck. It would be a lot worse than what they actually did, even if it would have made more sense. We know she's going to be in it. Uh, there, there's no way you wait that long, but maybe the reason they were planning that was they didn't know what was happening until then or maybe she wasn't with hopper maybe she was somewhere else but yeah they would have played it out more where they would have had some flash it would have played out more with just seeing her in the upside down yeah and then it was a reveal that she's been kept secret like she did get out but she's been in hiding with hopper like who knows all speculation interesting to look at i feel though yes um so yeah pumpkins are dying we're seeing that the our gang goes trick-or-treating uh, Bob lets them use his video camera. Bob rules, by the way, because, you know, he works yeah. at a shack and he knows about electronics. And he's Mikey from the Goonies, so he's the best dude. Yeah, we are uh, closely... Uh, <laughs> maybe the reason we were like, Bob's so cool, is that we're both, like, really into cameras and, <laughs> and computers and shit. So that might... Maybe uh, since Stranger Things is so popular, I'm sure there are a lot of people watching this, like... What a nerd. That guy's such a loser. She should be with the sheriff, the cool manly sheriff guy. <laughs> I assume. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, they do trick-or-treating. And, of course, the big thing at the end is Dustin, for the second time, hears a noise in, in the that old trash can, goes and open it, opens it, and then it just kind of cuts cuts there on, on him opening the trash can and seeing that there's something weird in there. Yeah, nice, weird uh, thing. nice cliffhanger. And... Will does have another episode basically where he sees the big monster. And in a way, like they're going out like it's season two, so they got to go bigger and they're going like Lovecraftian. But it's boring to me because it's just too big. It's kind of like, all right, if that's the thing, well, pff, fuck these kids. You know, what, what, what are we doing here? Like it's almost you're going too far for it to be that interesting to me. I guess I don't mind it that it's that big because, mm, oh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything because that's in later episodes. Yeah, Never I'm, mind. I'm just saying my mind state here sure. in episode two. I'm kind of like, All yeah, right, yeah, big fucking big scorpion that's going to destroy everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we're kind of taking forever. So let's get into <laughs> episode Yeah, episode three. Yeah. So uh, we got this little monster creature here. Um, what it's did you feel? Here we what? like Dustin has a gremlin. That's my thought. My thought is okay. like this is their version of gremlins, mm -hmm. and it doesn't get to the point where I think it's bad, but it got to the point because I I swear to God, unless I'm hearing things, there's a part where it like falls off the desk or something, and they play like kind of a variation on the gremlins theme. Really? <laughs> and maybe I'm just maybe I'm filling in these blanks and this isn't a real thing, but I swear to God they do. And I'm like, all right, come on, ease it in just a little bit. Ease it in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the only other criticism I have is how they don't immediately realize that this is clearly something from the upside down. Yeah, that's kind of... Dustin is like... He doesn't seem to care about this cat that they own in the family as far as, like, I love animals. But then there's this weird lizard, and I guess it jives with his whole persona of, like, I'm the weird kid, my hands are all covered in warts because i like being out in the mud and touching the frogs i guess 
I mean, we haven't seen him do that, but I guess I, he could he could pull that off. I get I get I guess it makes sense. But but yeah, the fact that it's like a weird creature, where they literally live in a monster town of monsters who murder you and your friends and steal them to the dark place, um, the upside down in your mind where you go crazy, uh, and they don't even uh, seem to. Well, the other characters do, but just as far as Dustin, he's just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna name you Dark. You're like you're like three musketeers. So yeah, and okay, I guess I forgot that too because it's it's gremlins and it's also the Goonies because you know Baby Ruth like Chunk and Sloth. He's giving they like bond over candy. Oh yeah, I mean again <sighs> these aren't bad because I like the way Stranger Things does it. Like you said before, it's more of a remix, and I think we said this when we talked about season one. They're at least doing the thing we say you should do. Like when a company takes some uh some old ip and they remake it but they change it and usually you're like that yeah. would have been good just call it something else just make mm-hmm. just make your thing and have it shout out to the stuff you want it like the stuff you love but then call it something else i mean hell even star wars is a version of that yes uh, so they're doing that so they're always going to get credit it's just when they when they lean too hard sometimes it's like all right but they're skimming like they're taking a sharp turn to the cliff but they're not going off. You know, they're just kind of skimming the edge. So uh, don't take these as negative criticisms. It's just, I got to point it out. Yeah. And if they do fall off the cliff, it's just eight doing an illusion. They're actually speeding on. uh, And and you're now you're shooting off the cliff. And as far as like Dustin's uh, immediate love for this creature, uh, if, if I found a little weird uh, lizard monster and I was like, okay, here's, here's some different things you might eat. Here's some uh, regular chocolate. Here's some, three musketeers with nougat and i just look at it and i'm like which one are you gonna pick and it goes to the nougat i just shoot that thing in the head because it's not it uh, it can't relate to human beings and what we need in our life don't if that like makes nougat? sense if you eat nougat above other chocolate uh maybe well, you need to go to the upside down because this is not your world you're just saying if you got a hershey bar here and a three musketeers here you're out of your mind for getting a three musketeers Similar to these uh, breakfast issues, I have no idea what any of these fucking candy bars are, but they mention eight times that it's nougat, so I know it's bad. You don't like a Snickers bar? There's nougat in Snickers. Isn't there nougat? Nougat? Nougats? Nougat? Nougat? <laughs> Isn't there what else n- happens? <laughs> you research that while I read what happens in this episode. Yeah, Snickers uh. has, it's nougat is on the bottom of the Snickers. The worst and part of the Snickers. Known- all right, this crazy. I'm Team Dustin. <laughs> okay, so um, what else is happening? We're still getting flashbacks, as we mentioned in chapter, uh, chapter three or episode three, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and, and we break yeah. the rules. Now, it's, is this when we have? Have they had their fight? Which? No, no. Sorry, I'm jumping oh, ahead. Yep, no, no yeah. fight. I guess uh, you you meant the fight at the party with Nancy and and, yes. and yeah, that's happened. That fight happened, and then but then to prove because everyone's always like, let's not lest we forget that Jonathan's a creeper. Because remember when they had him snapping pictures in the woods last year, like such a tone oh, deaf yeah. thing to do for a hero. Uh-huh. But this, they redeem him because he takes the drunk girl home. And he's a perfect gentleman. <laughs> True. Uh, I guess I should. We should mention that. Um, when the other kids see Dart, they're like, "Oh yeah, that's a monster." And uh, and Will is like, he's heard this sound in the upside down in his illusions or it's his fucking visions, his true sight. 
why wasn't an episode called True Sight? That seems the given. But anyway, um, yeah, so so they're like, let's kill it. And he's like, oh, no. And because of Max opening the door, it, it escapes. And because they use warmth, yeah, we get it. Warmth is bad for the creature, and it runs away. Warmth, and, and I guess, yeah, they are trying to play up that Dustin thinks this is going to be his in with Max because... Yeah. You know, both Dustin and Lucas have their eyes on Max, and uh, she's clearly more than just the object of their lust as these friggin' stupid men. She's a full character. Yes. But that's Absolutely. Uh, but, well, yeah, even I don't think even Dustin believes that deep down, I like... I don't get the feeling that this is to impress the girl. I yeah. get the feeling that he falls in love with this creature instead yeah. because he doesn't have anything to do with Max. Uh, well, that's in the future. But anyway, he's totally more focused on this creature. And uh, yeah, it, it it escapes. And then, you know, uh, yeah, Will finds it. He gets another one of his visions. And now he's really in trouble because the big monster is coming for him. And it's going up his nose and his mouth and his eye holes and all over him. And the great thing about that is like Bob gives him advice, but it's like awful advice. <laughs> it's like, really, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because does it because and and I like how they do this because it's a good it's a good subversion on like movies uh, movies always do this shit like it's always you get someone gives you a speech or someone tells you a story of their life and it's going to help you later on mm-hmm. and it's played up in such a way you know that it's probably going to come back later and he's being a nice guy because he was a nerd and he was picked on and he's he's just giving you that advice that you tell kids it's like you know, you can stand up to what you're afraid of and you're going to show that thing that you're not afraid of it and you're going to win. Except this doesn't work when you're in a, when you keep accidentally flashing to an evil dimension with a giant like scorpion Lovecraft monster who, yes, is now all up in Will's shit, going to his eyes, his mouth, his ass, his dick hole, I imagine, his ears. Yeah, off screen, but it happens. Uh, being such a, a, a Bob fanboy as I am, I am sure... That if he actually like if if Will or anyone told him any more details, he would have been like, "Yes." When you see that thing, you get the fuck out of there. Like it's not his fault that it's such bad advice, but it is it is bad advice, and that's why I like it because it makes sense for w- where he's at, uh, and it even makes sense that Will, being tired and beaten down from running and everyone treating him like a freak, he's like, "No, I'm gonna stand my ground. I'm a yep. little ten year old," and he just gets, um, uh, t- yeah, he 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 gets messed up real real good. Real bad, real, real good bad. Yes. And also, because note... The monster becomes like the lost smoke monster all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, which is... Uh, okay, we'll talk about that next time. But I did want to mention, this is one where I actually... I, I didn't necessarily love it, but it makes total sense how they cut in Bob saying, you have to stop and stand and fight while he's running away. They cut that in so that otherwise it would have been difficult for them to emote in his face while he's running or uh, that that he's actually like thinking back to that you would have yeah. him murmur to himself like stand your ground like it makes sense to cut it in because he's in the upside down too so it's kind of difficult to, to show in, that stuff you're in will's head with that will is specifically so this isn't an example of what we were talking about that was bad yeah because that this is in the character's point of view He's thinking of that and he's trying to, you know, follow the instructions and face his fears. Yes, exactly. So, but it goes wrong, which is, as you said, it's a nice subversion. And that does close out chapter three, the first third. Well, well, there's one other thing I wanted to call it that was bad and kind of uh, like 
uh, set the way I'm looking at the character of Max when they yeah. they ham fist a uh, ham fist ham handed they uh, like they squish this stupid Max character in with Mike they share no scenes together but they just so happen to have a scene where they smile at each other when Eleven shows up and because I was even thinking. Uh, I was like, they better not do this. They better not do this. And then they fucking do it. And right. That, this is what annoyed me because if they had at least, like this, the whole time, Mike's like, I hate Max. Get Max out of here. She's not part of the group. This is the worst. Yes. <laughs> but then they just so happen to have one like little conversation where he's not. Like the one time he's had kind of a smile just so happens to be when Eleven shows up. Now, if they want to do this love triangle, do the love triangle. But the thing is yeah. they don't because they want to do the love triangle with Max and Dustin and Lucas, but they yeah. want a quick moment here. And to me, that's when I'm like, all right, this is lazy. This is kind of, this is the stuff I don't like because you're just shoving this character here to create this fake tension uh, and to like just space this out a bit more. Right. Uh, so two things on that. One is why you're right and one is why you're wrong. Okay. Uh, so the, the reason why you're wrong or not necessarily, well, yeah, you're wrong because Steve. Right. The reason why I'm less right. The reason why you're less right is I just realized I can't say because it's a spoiler. But um, I'll uh, formulate it differently by saying that if you uh, don't pay attention to a girl and you're like, who's this stupid girl? Get this girl the fuck out of here. You're not like the booze in Super Mario. I'm talking about the booze in Super Mario where if you turn your back on them, all they do is come at you. But if you're looking at these girls, they're they're never going to face your way. They're never going to look at you. So Mike is the only one of these three new cool kids who, Uh or well, four, but he's the only one who's uh, of the right age. Um, So so he's kind of like... And I, 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 this is a kind of a gross term, but yeah, he's, he's negging, negging the fuck out of her, basically. So okay. that's why her motivation makes sense. And the reason why you're right, though, is because it's such a fleeting moment. Like, this should have been the turning point where after this, he's like more all right with Max. And okay. instead, he's just kind of like, the second it's over, she like falls over and he's like, this. Fucking bitch, I bet Eleven did this and, like, runs out looking for her. And then, yeah, I mean, what happens after, we're not going to go into. But I'll say it's not a big turning moment for them. They don't actually share a moment. So that's why it feels contrived, because Eleven needs to see it. You know what? You're right. If this did represent a turning point for these characters, uh, I would have been way more forgiving. But, yeah, it, it, it only serves this one purpose in this episode and doesn't mean much else from there. Yeah, so that does cover the first three episodes. Now, if you are on the live stream watching this, we're just going to take a quick little break, and then we're going to come back right at you because we're a fucking Netflix show all of a sudden. We're yeah. just going to binge you through the, the our next episode discussing uh, the next three of Stranger Things, and then we're going to later come back with the last because I haven't fucking finished it yet. But yeah, so we're going to split it up like this to help you travel along with us on this journey into the stranger parts of life make sure you subscribe on youtube subscribe to shows what you know on the podcast and email us your thoughts on stranger things too uh at shows what you know show at gmail.com and yes. yeah like like uh, jacob said if you're in the live 
stream we'll be right back we're just gonna take a quick break and come back and do episodes four through six yes and if you are uh, at all interested in stranger things you do need to check out our twitter where jim has been tweeting up a storm uh while while watching this all the retweets are coming our way because we're topical now for once good job everyone we're topical yay it's gonna last three days see you soon everyone see ya <laughs>